Welcome to the Middle Parent Podcast, where we discuss topics that relate to you as a parent. Welcome to the Middle Parent Podcast. Uh, we're super pumped uh, for uh, another episode, uh, and I have invited um, our senior minister, Tom Ellsworth. Hi, everybody. This is Tom. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys, uh, uh, that he got to come uh, today and be a part of this. Um, so uh, hopefully um, we can we can have a good conversation and, sure. and help equip you as parents. Uh, so, uh, Tom, you have... Two daughters. Two daughters. And they are 30, let's see, 33 and 31 awesome. at this point. Good deal. Mm-hmm. So and you, six grandkids, Tyler. The six grandkids. <laughs> yeah. So three you're three. ready for uh, round two? two? Uh, that may be going a little far to say no. I'm ready for round two, but yeah. uh, it is fun. There it's a different kind of an animal. Yeah. You know, the grandparenting thing. Absolutely. Um, so when you were a parent and you knew your uh, daughter mm-hmm. was in... Um, sixth, seventh, or eighth grade, you knew you had five, six, or seven years of them left in mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean your influence is gone, but that you have that long in their home. So how did, were you, and how do you think parents should be intentional about things, and what do you think those things should be in those years? Well, it has been a few years since I was there, and I'm sure things have changed in some respect, but I think there's some principles that uh, Elsie and I uh, really held on to tightly and and I I will have to give her the bulk of the credit for you know the way our girls turned out because I think she spent a whole lot of 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 more time with them than what I was able to spend with them just because of things Uh, but I really did try to carve out a lot of time and I think that's the first key when you reach this point and you begin to realize that your day in and day out influence is going to be down to five six seven years um, spend as much time with them as you can mm-hmm. be as personal with them as you can. Uh, we always tried to make uh, the the evening meal time uh, a necessity for all of us. You know, we, we tried not to plan meetings or schedules so that um, um, we could all sit down at the table and eat because there's a lot of good conversation that happens at the table around eating and just being together for that time, praying together. Um, that, that was important. Uh, I, I think another thing is uh, we, we reach that junior high age and a lot of parents start backing away from uh, the loving mm-hmm. uh, on, on their children. And, and I think that's a mistake. Yeah. Um, even, even young men, it's okay uh, to give them a hug, you yeah. know, for, um, uh, so love on, on them as much as you can, because they may resist it. They may, you know, feel like it. Oh, don't do mm-hmm. that, mom or dad. That's but a healthy de- thing. But it's a healthy thing, and deep down inside, they love it. Uh, absolutely. Because it it, in, it encourages and enforces the fact that that they are loved. And when you hug them, when you give them a kiss, you know, it it really does mean something to them. That physical touch mm-hmm. uh, reassures them and gives them uh, confidence uh, in, in a lot of different areas. It's interesting you say that because Claudia, when she was on, she actually mentioned how she would give. Darren, uh, massages, back massages and, and, and just wow. for the same reason. Yeah. Oh, I, that, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I didn't have sons to do with. And so it was, uh, easier to give a hug or a kiss on the oh, cheek to, to daughters, but, yeah. but uh, trust me, boys, 
need it as well, and and they and they r- like it, even though they may act like they don't, because it's not the cool thing for a guy to <laughs> like all that at that age. Absolutely. The other thing too, I think, and this and this isn't just the last six seven years that you've got them in the home. This is all the time, and that is be as consistent as you can in your behavior, because when you reach those junior high years, you're going to start asking things of your kids. And if you aren't living what you're asking, that's when they really begin to notice the inconsistency. So in those final years of life, be as consistent with what you are asking of them and and giving yourself, because that that's a big one. That is huge. That is huge. Uh, You kind of mentioned how busy your schedule was as as kids were growing up. Uh And I, I feel like families are just getting more and more busy with sports and you know volleyball and basketball and travel sports are on Sundays now it's it's so busy um so with as busy as schedules are uh for parents uh how can they continually and intentionally speak hope and love into their in their lives into the lives of their students the busyness of, of our schedules today really is an issue. Uh, it was at one time, you know, such that uh, Sundays were pretty much off limits for mm-hmm. any kind of sports. And so, you know, families didn't have the dilemma of do we go to this uh, event, do we go to this outing, or do we go to church? And and I do not envy the decisions parents have to make today because I get it. I understand that parents are having to make decisions. If I don't take my child to this AAU game that they're involved in, then they may not have the opportunity to play in high school. And I've just destroyed all that because there's, there is a lot of self-confidence uh, and self-esteem that grows out of sports and music and these other so curricular activities. Things. So many good things that's so important. But at the same time, if you constantly do that, then you then you're basically saying church really isn't important, and it's just as important as the rest of them. So there's a balancing act here that that really takes some negotiating. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you don't make it to every game so that you can say, or you find another way. For one of the nice things about at least having the Bedford facility at this point in time is it has a Saturday night service, and uh, you know, so if, if you're going to be gone. On a Sunday, you could run down and do service at Bedford. Showing your kids that mm-hmm. sacrificing the uh, uh, church stuff is, is is not a good thing to do, too. Absolutely. So you just keep you just keep talking to them, speaking hope into their lives, telling them, you know, we'll get through this. Together. We're going to spend this time together. Encouraging them by being there when they're mm-hmm. doing their sports things or their music uh, outings, uh, so that they see your face because they really do need your affirmation. And when you can affirm what they're going through and what they're doing and experiencing, it's a great thing. If you never show up, if you're never there, if they don't get the pat on the backs, if, if you're always saying, no, you should have done this better, you should have done it that way, that, that's not good. And, yeah. and you need to look for what their talents are because no two children have the same talents, gifts, and sets of uh, skills. That's true. That's so true. That, that, is, that is huge. And, and I think another thing... Uh, with technology the way it is, and we have our live stream, uh-huh. uh, and they can watch it throughout the week, too. That's true. And I know parents that watch it on the road, mm-hmm. even when they're traveling with their kids. Yeah. Um, but I, I think to, to, to give them hope, uh, again, in, in all of that, is really getting to know who your child is so that you can address the issues in their particular life. If you just use blanket statements with them, it won't mean as much. But mm-hmm. when you know that your, your daughter has a particular skill set, you know, maybe... Uh, maybe she really loves dance or maybe she loves playing in the orchestra. Maybe she really loves playing tennis. My girls were both in tennis. I loved watching them and I played tennis with them, Mm -hmm. uh, which was another way to kind of speak hope into their lives. You know, they finally got to the point where they were able to beat me. 
which was one of the most exciting days of my life when I knew I could no longer beat them on the on the tennis courts. You know, that was yeah. that was cool. That was that, that cool. was a good thing. But we built that relationship around that those times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's really cool. So, uh, a couple of just miscellaneous questions. A, lo- a lot of a lot of what we've talked about is you know how do we speak hope and mm-hmm. uh, into the lives and, and and be intentional. But these are kind of just uh, questions that I think. You know, I honestly want to know your answer to, okay. and I think I think a lot of the parents would want to know kind of how you would handle things. Um, All right. So cell phone usage wasn't mm-hmm. a huge deal because there wasn't really cell phones, right, when you were raising your daughters? Uh, w- they did come along. Yeah. Uh, they were just kind of in their early days. Uh, the, the biggest uh, cell phone user at the, or seller at that time was Nokia. Yeah. And I remember our first yeah. Nokia phone uh, that we got. And, of course, at that point in time, you didn't have packages, so you paid for every minute that you used. Yeah. And we would send a cell phone with the girls. We had one. And whenever, especially if they were traveling to some place, they were going to a get-together, they were going to this activity, we would say, you call us when you get there, and you call us when you leave. Do not use the phone for anything else, because yeah. <laughs> you're paying for every we minute. We will know. <laughs> but, but I will tell you this, that having a cell phone um, was, was, a, was a great comfort uh, to us because I knew that the girls always had the opportunity if they had car trouble on the road or something mm-hmm. of that nature, they could call us and get a hold of us. So, you know, misusing a cell phone at that day and time wasn't nearly what it is today. You know, now all of us have got smartphones, yeah. uh, you know, and, and most of us feel like our lives, we can't hardly live our life without consulting the smartphone on a regular basis. I think I think this is where a parent needs to really monitor carefully how that phone is being used, how that iPad is being used or, or some other kind of a tablet, and that you limit... As as our grandkids, we talked to them about screen time. time. Yeah, you know, you you know, you don't want to abuse the screen time because the personal relationships are, are lost. You yeah. you may be contacting or communicating with somebody, but you don't have a personal relationship with them. So limit the screen time. Know who they're talking to on their phone. I, you know, just say if I'm paying for the cell phone. I want to know how you're using it, who you're talking to. You're protecting them. Remember, you're not invading their privacy. You are protecting them because so many things can happen Absolutely. via the Internet today. We uh, actually, the middle has um, parent phone contracts so they can give their, their teens. Terrific. Um, so I, I, that's, a, that's resource. a great thing. That's a resource that I don't know if uh, everyone knows that we have out there, but it's okay. available. All right. Um, so if, you're, if your daughters were in junior high, today yes. right now how would you manage that screen time you know i don't know what kind of time frame i would put on it yeah. but i would be doing some of the things i would say i want to know who you're talking to who you're you know how you're using this what kind of pro i would want to see you show me your phone you show me your tablet let me see the kind of programs that you've got on here um because first of all i would be paying for it right so if i'm paying for it i feel feel like i have every right to know what mm-hmm. i'm paying for number 2 i'm still the parent as long as they're living under my household my first priority is to protect them and to make sure that um they don't overdo something. They don't abuse something. When they're little, you're not going to give them too much candy because you know that's good, not good for them. Right. Same thing when they get to be a little bit older. Too much screen time, too much time spent uh, on the phone just isn't a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, so another question I have. So as, as your daughters were growing up, what uh-huh. were the things that you prayed for most for them? For the most, uh, I would say two things. Number one, their future and what they would choose to do with their life so that they would find something that would be rewarding. And number two, who their future spouse would be. Mm, Those were the two things that I prayed most for. Um, 
simply because I knew they were going to be facing a lot of challenges. Um, and, and I also, and I should have said this too, I also prayed for their faith that regardless of what they faced in school or when they got to college, that their faith would be strong enough to resist things that would harm them, even mm-hmm. even to the extent of what some of the things they might be taught in college that would come against their faith, that mm-hmm. they would have the the, the, the um, spiritual uh, strength to either ask the right questions to get through that time to come talk to us, you know, and so I would constantly just talk to them and say, hey, how are the classes going to be? Come up against anything that, you know, has bothered you with your faith, and we'd talk about those kinds of things. That's good. Uh, having the open dialogue is probably half the battle. I think I think if you can maintain an open dialogue, it's a really yeah. good thing. Um, so this kind of switch, shifts gears a little bit. All right. So uh, as, you, as you were raising your daughters, were there ever any, you know, friends that they had that you were like, you know, I'm not sure about the influence they're having on you? <laughs> yeah, there were there were those. How'd you, so how'd you handle that? Mm-hmm. Uh, not many, I will say this. There were not many, but every once in a while, you know, a friendship would look like it was budding, and and Elsie and I would look at that and say, oh, I don't yeah. know about that one. Um, and so we would just monitor the time that was spent with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to find that balance of saying, well, what's she like, or what what's he like? You know, what where do they live? What you know, what goes on? You know. Um, and so we would be more careful. We would, instead of maybe letting Beck and Emily go to their house, we would say, well, why don't you have them come over here? Yeah, make sure they come. Uh, yeah. and, and then, you know, we would be able to see what was going on and get a little bit of claim, and we'd talk to them, you know. Yeah. And, um, but the girls were, the, our, our girls were really good at trying to pick good friends, and I think for the most part they did. Yeah. And, um, but I, I think it's just a matter of, monitoring it, staying on top of it, limiting. And if, you, and if you've really got somebody that you're, you know, concerned about, just limit the time that they can spend with that person. Yeah. Get to know that other person. Spend, have them spend more time in your home, mm-hmm. not letting your son or daughter spend time in the other Because it's not that they're, they're bad people. They just Absolutely not. potentially make bad decisions or right. have different influences in their life that they just don't know any better. They don't share the same values yeah. that maybe you do. Yeah. And so you want to try and have a positive influence and impact on them mm-hmm. as well as, you know, minimizing any kind of negative impact that they might have on yeah, your, for your sure. children. That's a, that's a good thought. That's a really good thought. Last thought All right. from you that, okay. I, that, I, that I think, and I think, I think there'll probably be a lot more questions. Hopefully we'll have you back. Oh, I'd love to come, come back and do this again. <laughs> um, but so there's, there's a term helicopter parent. Have you heard of this term? Yeah. They hover over their children yeah, all the time. Yeah. Okay. So um, my question is how do you balance being a healthy parent? And you know, that's, that's observing mm-hmm. and, you know, being mm-hmm. intentional mm-hmm. Uh, versus, a hovering parent because because okay. there's there's a healthy and there's a hover mm-hmm. and there's a there's a fine line I think yeah well can be a fine line yeah absolutely and it's easy to step over that line yeah because as a parent you you know you you really do want to protect you don't want anything bad to happen to your children and and you can't absolutely. protect them all the time and you can actually do more harm because what they will what they will understand is that you don't trust me yep. Now they can use they can also use that line and twist that line mm-hmm. and try to get, make you feel guilty if you're not careful. You know you got to know when it really is that way. I, I suspect that me s- 
stealing away in the back seat of the car on their first date was a little bit overprotective. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of the best lines I ever heard, and this came too late for me in their dating career, was that uh, when the date comes to the door to pick him up, you, you, the, the father tosses a shotgun shell to the, uh, the young man, and uh, then you, you follow that up as he catches it by saying, now, if you do anything to hurt my daughter, the next one is coming a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I like do, that. too. But it came too late. I didn't yeah. hear about that until it was too late. Um, you can use it now. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I got granddaughters. You know, I don't 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 worry. I'll use it in the future. Uh, you know, from the standpoint of hovering, I mean, there is a point in time when you have to say, I trust you. Mm -hmm. Here's what I expect you. And then. You know, as your child, if but if your child abuses in a, a, a let's say a, a curfew time, or if your child doesn't do this right, Breaks or they the don't do, break, way. they break your trust. Then you, then the hovering, you, and if they say, "Well, you're 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 suffocating me, mom and dad," yeah. say, "It's because you have not shown us that we can trust you." Yeah. When they do things that are trustworthy, extend a little bit more grace, a little bit. More. But not to the point where you still don't know what's going on. Yeah, you can't. You, you want to always movies. know where they are. You always want to know what's going on, who they're with. And even then, you can't be there all the time. Yeah. But if you, if you become a helicopter parent, you will suffocate the life out of them, and it will do more harm and damage to your relationship. So th it's a fine line. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you just have to keep working. And every child's different. Every child is different. You know, the trust that you may give to one, you may not be extend, able to extend to the other because the other one is the one that pushes the limits on all that and hasn't earned the trust. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and if they throw that back at you too and you have to say, well, huh, you know, I get that. But you're every every person. child's different. You're a different person. So we have to work on those things together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, and you got to choose your battles wisely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't, you can't win every battle, and and you got to allow your kids to win a battle. You got to allow them to take a hill on the things that aren't important yeah. or are ultimately important. You have to stake your claim on the things that do matter, the values that are lasting and true and steadfast, and and win those battles for sure. Any any overall thoughts to encourage parents? Uh, don't lose heart. Um, you know, none of us were had any experience in this until we became parents and we you know it's it's a learning game from from day one uh some children are more challenging than others uh you know i i was blessed with two absolutely incredible daughters uh i still think they're that way um we had a beautiful uh time together i i miss some of those years but it I, the other thing to encourage parents with is you know you think sometimes when the empty nest comes it's not going to be a uh, as a rewarding time. And I just got to tell you, it's a, it's a terrific time to watch your child develop and to grow. I think the best thing we ever did for both of our girls was we, uh, when it came time for them to graduate, get close to graduation, what they were going to do with their life. We, um, we paid for them to go to a career counselor mm -hmm. for a session or two, just to have analyzed. Cause Emily uh, really wasn't sure what she wanted to do. And, uh, she, went through that whole process, and they came back and said, you're really well-suited to be a speech pathologist. Not one of those careers any of us in the family had thought about. Emily went on to become a speech pathologist, loves what she does, cool. does a great job at it. Uh, Becca went on to be a nurse, went through the whole same process, although she kind of thought she might want to be a nurse. It just confirmed for both girls have a great career. I would say that was one of the best things we ever did for, for our two daughters, and I would recommend that for any parent who is trying to figure out, you know, helping their child in these junior high moving into high school years. That's cool. What are you going to do? 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again. You're welcome. For being the visit. Thanks for asking uh, me, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. And I'm uh, around. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, well, listeners, uh, thanks so much uh, for listening, and um, hopefully uh, we can continue to equip and encourage you. Um, if you have any thoughts uh, that we can do that, just please be quick to feedback, and we can we can speak to different topics. So, thank you. Bye.